Hi, I'm Reagan Tallon. You're listening to the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, she's an actress, writer, performer, and it's been... What is it? Like, we, I think we said a year, right? Since we talked? Or? It's actually been, yeah, it's been almost two years. Two years. No, two years. That's right. I'm sorry. Two years. Yeah. Reagan Tala. Reagan, welcome back. Hi. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Wow, well, no, thank you for coming back. And, you know, a lot yeah. a lot has changed over, like, how was, how? let me just go back. How was your New Year's? How was Christmas? How was everything for you? Um, it was really good. I actually, for the first time in a long while, I got to spend Christmas, um, at my mom's house and um, with my brother, and it was it was really nice. New Year, I spent um, Christmas, at, like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and New Year's Eve, and then flew back to LA New Year's like morning, um, which was really nice because like there was there was you know nobody pretty much in the airport coming back into LAX, so that was awesome. Wow. Oh, but it was uh, it was it was so cold in uh, in Utah where I was for the holidays. Mm, yeah. I got on the plane and it was and it was um eight degrees when I got on the plane. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was you know, it had been cold and snowing the whole time, but like eight degrees was insane. I got on the plane and now I could like see my breath. I was like, Oh, get me back to LA, please. And then I got back, it was like sixty degrees. I was like, Oh, it's warm. Oh my god! So like, like you, you can basically hang with the type of weather you feel in other states. Because LA is like, you guys are spoiled with that good weather. You get like fifty yeah. degrees. It's like, oh, let me just put a hoodie on. It's just so you know cold and whatnot. No, I know. I'm I, yeah. I, I'm definitely not used to the cold. Well, I grew up in the in the desert of SoCal, so it was cold there. But like, I've been in LA for you know almost like fourteen years now. Um, I've definitely adjusted, and I've definitely become a wimp. So <laughs> you know, it drops. It drops below seventy. I'm like, oh my god, I'm cold. Like I know it's such. A, it's uh, I'm a wimp. <laughs> so I, the... I fully admit. I fully admit it. It's okay. <laughs> So the last time we talked, we talked about um, stand, your stand-up comedy. We talked about um, life in L.A. We talked about a, a lot of different things. We talked about your darkness in comedy. Um, do you still yes. have that? You, do you still have that darkness in you still, or has that come well, to light? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the darkness ever goes away. I mean, I you know, I was, uh, I did, I did stand up for five years. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember last time that we talked, we had talked, like I was, I was, you know, I had left it. I'd been, I'd been out of it for like a year or so. And it's yeah. funny cause people will still write me and, and be like, Hey, I'd love to book you on the show. And I'm like, I haven't done comedy for four years now at this point, you know, maybe even longer. Um, yeah. so it's funny cause people still have that impression of me as like somebody who does stand up. Um, I don't think I ever was great at stand up. I do think, you know, I think I'm funny, but I don't think I'm, I'm great at stand up. It's a, it's a very, very unique skill set. That's for sure. You know, and you have to be, you have to be good at comedy. You have to be good at writing and you have to be good at performing and you have to do those things all at once. And you also like the thing. And, and I did, I feel like I did those to the best of my ability at the time. But yeah. like the other part of it is the environment. The environment is, is just hard to live in. Um, you know, there is a lot of darkness. There's a lot of darkness in other people. I, I mean, essentially, I left because I just felt like it was, um, it 
was just too toxic for me. I, I really, I mean, the, what it comes down to is like I couldn't hack it in in the environment in which comedy needs to flourish in. So that's mm-hmm. why I left, you know. And I was just like, you know, I was like, I don't think that I'm passionate about this enough to reconcile like that, like the toxicity of the communities. Mm-hmm. So that was ultimately my decision, and I, I I never looked back. I've never regretted leaving. I feel good about it, you know. And it definitely gave me a clearer focus of what I really wanted to be doing doing which was you know writing yeah. going back to school getting a vocal arts degree and then um you know and, and acting so i got to do a lot more and focus on that i don't like, i remember like when we were talking you were we were talking about like you added a lot of you know when you was doing comedy you added a lot of stuff in your comedy and you was talking about you know your domestic abuse situation and how you made light how you made light of it in a way um when you when you write do you still have that darkness when you write or is it a little bit of a levity now that like you pretty much like do you, do you write a lot of darkness or is it more kind of peaceful or um, no, I mean, the thing is, even before comedy, there was, there was that darkness. I've, I've been writing in some kind of, in some kind of form since I was like seven years old, you know, I was yeah. always writing, but I think that's just part of my personality is to like have that darkness, you know, like oh, I, okay. my writing, cause I was going back over some um, poetry mm-hmm. that I wrote like when I was a teenager and I was like, oh my God, I was like, man, I was like, I was depressed. <laughs> wow. Well, it is. It's depressing, and it's funny because it shows like that. That darkness shows that, like, um, just like the inability to like express the things I wanted to express. You know, I'm just like, oh, I'm writing, and um, but a lot of that, a lot of it is, is hopeful and about love too. So, so I'm not, you know, it's not the predominant part of my writing or anything, but it's yeah. it's definitely a part of my personality. I think it shows in in the things that I write. Yeah. Um, how much you think you involved from the last time we spoke for the last two years? Like, do you feel like your writing style has changed or do you feel like you adapted anything else to it? Well, I don't know that it's changed much as far as the, um, from the, like, I don't know, I guess from the mood, but yeah. the, I feel like I've gotten better as a writer because I've focused more wholeheartedly on it. And I definitely think, you know, that I, consistently improve as a writer I, I i would hope that i'm better now than i was you know two years ago and then you know two years ago i was better than i was four years ago mm-hmm. because it's you know it's like anything it's a it's a practice so yeah. i find myself um scrutinizing my writing just like a little bit more mm-hmm. because um you know you're just like i i <laughs> want it to be you know i want it to be good so that's part of i don't know but that's not, I guess it's not new because I've always done that, but it's definitely, like, it's a lot more focused now. Yeah. So, like, you're pretty much, like, your own worst critic, right? Because, well, I think everybody's pretty much their own worst critic when they know, <laughs> you know, they can do certain things differently or add things yeah. differently. So, like, are you, are, are you, yeah. are you, like, kind of hard on yourself now? Or you're, or... I'm extraordinarily hard on myself, especially when it comes to writing. And especially when it comes to writing uh, that you know, is going to see the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> but the great thing about writing is that I get to pull, you know, I get to pull old stuff and that's, that's never been seen anywhere and I can, and you can edit it, you know, you can update it. So mm-hmm. it's not like, there are some things that are just like, okay, I can leave that alone and there's not really anything I have to do on that and then there's other ones that I'm like, okay, like I can fix this or I can add this or I can take this out. So like a lot of the writing process is also editing. Um, I am extraordinarily critical of myself, but I 
think that I used to be so critical of myself that I would never finish anything. Mm -hmm. The difference now is that I will finish something. I'm less afraid to put it out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, I'm more willing to be like, you know what, I'll put it out. And if if people like it, then great. If people don't like it, then that's okay. Um, I'm less, I'm less willing to let like the internal criticism deter me from, from writing or from like completing a project like in the way I would before, you know, I'm just like, oh, it's not good enough. Or whatever. Yeah. Now I'm like, you know what? If it's as good as it can be, then it needs to go out because otherwise I'm just going to be sitting on this writing for years. I'm like, it's never going to see the light of day. So, like, what was the point? You know what I mean? If I'm writing, then I feel like I have something to say. And if I feel like I have something to say, then it needs to be shared. Yeah. So you're kind of like less cautious, basically, right now than before? Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm less cautious about putting the work out. I'm still cautious about the writing. Oh, okay. But I'm less, I'm less cautious about, you know, sending it out. Like, sending out, like, you know, I sent, um, I wrote a small book of poetry. I think it's going to be published in the spring. I'll keep you posted on that. Wow, congratulations. Uh, wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, it's, you know, and it's all old writing. It's all it's all um, poems and little, like, tidbits of stuff that I wrote when I was, like, it was, like, I think in the range of t- when I was, like, 15 to 19. So it's just, like, all this poetry that I wrote in that, uh, in that period of time. So I had to look at it as like, okay, this is a period of time in your life. Like you're not necessarily here now, like emotionally, you're not there anymore, but you can, but it doesn't mean like you can't release it or show it to people. It's like, well, you know what? A lot of people will identify with this period in uh, in time just because I'm 32 now, you know, not, you know, a 16 year old um, who's having problems with their boyfriend. It doesn't mean that other people can't relate to that because, you know, writing, um, should be, you know, it should be relatable to, like, any given period of time. Yeah. And I think it will be, I think, uh, you know, yeah. especially to, like, a younger audience, and you know, talk yeah. about, like, depression and boyfriends and love and, yeah. you know, suicidal thinking and things, like, all the things, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, just, it's, like, a very coming of age, you know, like, all the things that you think about when, like, when you're, like, an angsty teenager. Yeah. Well, the, 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 like, po- okay. the, the poetry you wrote of, uh, were they stuff you already had before? These are stuff that you came up with during the years now? Um, no, th- this one in particular, it's all old stuff. I, it, was oh, nothing, okay. it was nothing new. It was it was piles of writing that I've been that I've been lugging around with me every time I moved in this big, you know, in this big storage box. And I was finally like, I was like, I'm gonna look through this. I'm gonna throw out what's horrible. I'm gonna consolidate what's not. So like that's that's what I did, you know. So like reading back through it was definitely like an emotional journey. Or like, oh wow, I remember this. I remember what I was feeling when I wrote this. Yeah. Well, um, how how therapeutic it, has it been for you now? Like, you know, seeing your old writing and compared to way the way your mindset is now, like, how do you feel reading it? <laughs> um, I felt good reading it because I was, what a great question. Uh, I felt good reading it because um, I'm not there anymore, you know? Okay. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I, yeah, things have, things change, you know? <laughs> things change so much you realize, like, when you're, you feel very stuck when you're a teenager, like, yeah. oh, I know things are going to change. You're in that weird period between, like, independence and actual adulthood. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and it's like, definitely, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm well into adulthood now. And I, I'm like, oh, I'm making it work. So I feel it was therapeutic because, you know, you see how far you've come in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, I remember going to therapy before and, you know, they always said, um, like, the, the person you are three years ago or two years ago is a different person you are today. And there's a lot of things we block and we hold back. And then like, 
it, everything comes to, to light and it gets reflected. Um, reading your old stuff, did you hold a lot of things back back then than you do now? Like, or cause I, you know, everybody everybody changes during the years, but reading it, like, did it was it like traumatic for you? Like, is there did you have some? Po- oh, it sounds like a morbid question, but do you have poetries that are like? <laughs> do you have like poetries that you've written that's kind of morbid or anything like that? That well, I definitely think. Yes, I do think some of it's a little bit morbid. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> going through it wasn't traumatic. Yeah. It was, it was more therapeutic than it was traumatic because okay. of like the difference in who I am as a person now versus then. Yeah. Oh. So it was, it was, it was therapeutic. Like I got to, you know, it's like you get to see this, and that, well, part of it was was comical too because you see like just how different your thinking has become from like the time you're a teenager to the time you know you're you're a, a full adult. It's it's just much different. So like some of it was like, oh, I remember this happening, or like I remember like why I wrote this, and then. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of funny to look back at those memories and be like, "Oh man!" Like you can see the parts where you're like full of rage, and because you're, you're so distanced from those feelings and from those years where whatever those things were that were happening, it's it's funny because you don't have any of those same feelings anymore. You're like, "Oh man!" Like somebody was angry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. So it's, it was. I feel like it was therapeutic. It was to get like some of that writing out, like. To have it all in one place and to have it like typed out and it's, that just felt really good. Yeah, it, it, it's weird. It sounds like the way you're talking about it, it sounds like almost therapeutic for you, right? It's almost like, huh, that's not the person I was back then. You know, this is a different person now. And it's like you look at it and you reflect on it while like, wow, I can't believe I was thinking in that mindset, right? Yeah, well, it definitely, you know, it. You tend to think of yourself as the same person throughout the years, you know, until you look back and you see something like very, a very specific example of something that happened. And you're like, wow, like things have really changed. Yeah. So like, yes, it's ther- therapeutic, but, um, you know, like it's also, um, I don't know, it's, there's something about it where you also see like, like, like conversely you see that, wow, I've always been the same person as well. Like, it's not just like, oh, this is a totally different person that wrote this, because it's like, no, my writing is still very similar. The things I talk about are still very similar. But, um, you know, but the person, and the person you become is still very similar, but how you feel about things in the moment definitely change. You know, the things that you thought were life-ending or just, you know, were totally going to destroy you, you can look back and, and laugh at them. So... Yeah. You know, like I guess I guess that is therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but at the same time, it's also like it's reaffirming because you're like, oh wow, like I was, I, I'm, I'm who I am. I'm, I'm, I've always been who I was meant to be. I just maybe didn't see it at the time that I wrote that. You know, I didn't see who I was as a writer. Yeah. Uh, so there's it, there's something cool about discovering that, like, oh yeah, this this is my voice, and my voice has always been very distinct to me. Mm-hmm. How about the acting bug? Has that hit you now or no? Oh yeah, yeah? oh yeah. No, I mean the acting bug hit me when I was twelve, and yeah. I, you know, I just basically never stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I worked on a feature film just about a week ago. It's called Motivation. It's um, it's a it's a very cute little story. I'm not exactly sure what the release is on that, so I'm just, I'm gonna not say anything out there i don't know how much i can tell you about it but i did okay. uh, just like a small little role on a, on a feature called motivation that was really fun 
Okay. It was a fun day. I'm going back for one more day of shooting. Oh, wow. And, okay. um, yeah, no, I mean, definitely keeping the acting train rolling no. continuously yeah. as much as I can, you know? Yeah. You, you, well, you say you can't really talk about it much, right? But it's not something some, well, you scheduled to come not, out this year? Yeah, okay. I'm not entirely sure what I can and cannot say, so I just always err on the side of caution as far as, like, you know, putting that stuff out there publicly. I assume the movie will be out um, next year. Gotcha. It's okay. called Motivation. I think you can see a trailer for it if you go like on IMDb or something like that. Oh, really? It's okay. Really, it's a really cute motivational story. Um, it's got a great message. I really liked being a part of it. It really was like probably, I mean, in like 14 years of acting, I mean, one of just the most positive sets I've ever been on. Um, the energy was so good. They were just like really in love with everything that was happening. Uh, I had a scene with the lead actor and it was just, it just, you know, it was one of those times where like everything was clicking yeah. and it just felt really good to be in that creative space and be like wholly focused on like what's happening in the moment, which like as an actor, you really have to be yeah. very focused on what's happening in the moment yeah. because, you know, like I remember thinking during one take, like I, it was early morning, right? And I mm -hmm. hadn't, I, I just gotten there and I'm like, I need coffee, like, and the weird they're already setting up. So I'm in my position, you know, I'm like on my mark and I'm just like thinking like, Oh man, I really like coffee. And then like, before we know it, we start rolling and I'm like, oh, and I'm still thinking about coffee and I'm like, okay, like you need to focus. <laughs> you know, I'm like you get coffee later. You got to focus on the work right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, isn't it always good when you're surrounded by like-minded people like yourself and you're like, wow, everybody's doing what they're meant to do and everybody's loving what they're doing. And you know, you're doing the same yes. thing as well. Yes, it's it's literally the best feeling in the world because you're in you're you are in touch with um, forgive the, the super hippie expression, but you're in touch with your higher self at that point. You're yeah. like because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're doing what your soul's calling you to do. So nothing feels better than that. Yeah, All you know that you're in the moment and everybody's in the moment with you, and you can tell everybody's happy to be there. Because I mean, I've been on you know a lot of sets. And yeah. Um, that's not always the case, you know, because you you do get you do get caught up in like the grind of it. You know, you're you're waiting around for hours. Like something goes wrong with the lighting setup, or like the crew is grumpy, or something. You know, like something's there's so many things. There's so many external factors in film. So when you can like come together and like focus in the moment wholeheartedly, that's a very good feeling. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and um, from the writing to the acting to the living out where you're at now, um, do you feel life has gotten a little bit easier for you or, or you're still on neutral? <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think you're always kind of somewhat on neutral, but yeah, I definitely think that I've put a lot more into my creative work and I, and I do see that. I, I do see the return on that. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a wonderful feeling. There's, um, it's very validating. Yeah. So I do think, uh, yeah, I do think things have gotten better. Like as far as like creatively, they've definitely gotten better. There's, there's more work, there's more opportunities. Um, you know, there's more people kind of willing to listen to what I have to say now, which is nice, you know, cause you, it's, and it's funny. It's funny because you like fight for that for so long. Yeah. Like, listen to me, listen to me, pay attention to my work, you know, and then people start paying attention and they, it's kind of scary at the same time. You're like, Oh man, I like fought for this. I fought for this recognition, and now that I'm getting some of this recognition, I'm horrified. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of, like, reconciliation <laughs> to be done with that. Where you're just like, okay, well, I'm just going to put the work out there, and people are going to be mean about it, people are going to be nice about it, and I'm just going to have to not 
care about either one of those things and just keep putting my best foot forward and keep putting work out there that like hopefully I love and that I feel proud of. Yeah. And then, you know, seeing you from afar, it seems to me you're confident in your own skin and, you know, from your, 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 your profile pictures that you've put out there now, like, you know, your headshots, you seem in that pictures, I, I know I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but you look very happier in your photos and you look very cheerful unless they told you to smile more or something. I don't know. But like, yeah. is, is there, well, <laughs> is there a difference I mean, now? Sure. You know, I, I have done a lot of work to, like, just become, like, a happier, more fulfilled person in my <laughs> yeah. personal life. That yeah. probably does show somewhat, but, like, also, like, um, credit to my photographers for just being awesome and, like, knowing how to light. <laughs> that def- that helps, I think, more than anything. Like, I mean, just, like, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a bad place emotionally, like, just, and you're at a photo shoot, like, find your best lighting. Because, like, that's going to change everything. Yeah, I know. And you, you look like you changed a lot. Have you changed like your style? Like, are you doing like yoga or something? Or well, I've I've done yoga for um, about nine years now. Well, wow. on and off or consistently, practicing. consistently or on and off. Um, let's see. Yeah, you know, I started when I was pregnant with my boy. Yeah. Um, I. I started the practice mm-hmm. and I did it pretty consistently for a while. And then of course you get caught up, you know, taking care of a newborn. So, you know, the practice went to the wayside. And then, um, in 2012, I actually went and got certified in Ashtanga yoga. So that was, uh, when I really picked up the practice and started doing it a lot more consistently. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it, to me, that was one of the, the big things that really changed a lot of, a lot of my life. It, it changed how I felt about myself. It changed how I felt about the world around me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a, it's, it's such a like unionized thing. It's not just about your body. You know, people are like, yeah. oh, yoga is just stretching, but there's so much more to it than that. It is very much the, like spiritual, mental, and physical journey. And you never really, there's, you're never done with it really because you never you never become a master of something like that that you have a practice and so like yeah. your practice is something that's like very important to me oh. how about how about does yoga um, eating does yoga and eating go together like do you have to change like your eating habits or can you still eat a certain way or i think that's up to the individual you know like um okay. i've been a vegetarian uh, since uh 2005 yeah so my diet didn't really change. Like when I was oh, doing okay. the uh, in twenty twelve when I did the certification, they didn't like didn't um, say oh you have to do this, but they did advocate you know like a healthy diet, like oh, okay. like vegan or vegetarian food, just because like certain meats I guess like slow down the digestive system, and they're like with your practice you may want to like reconsider, but they never like pushed it. But I was already vegetarian, so I was like well I don't really need to change anything about my diet and that. Uh, yeah, and I haven't changed my diet since, you know, 20, uh, 2005, I think. Yeah, also... Oh, yeah, so, it's, and so, yeah, I've been, a, I've been a veggie, you know, almost half my life at this point. I, I probably would never change that. I would, yeah. I would maybe go full-on vegan. I, I'm, I'm almost there, but, you know, I will occasionally have some cheese. Oh, I, I mean, so... I want to so apologize, you... apologize for vegan right now, but, yeah, that <laughs> So you can't have an Oreo cookie or nothing like that? No, or... Oreo, Oreos are vegan. Oh, really? O- Oreos? Yeah. Oh yeah! What? What? Tell me! I, I have no idea. What? What makes an Oreo vegan? Well, it doesn't have any dairy in it, or any like animal by- byproducts. Even even the cream? 
No, it's told no, they're vegan. It's one of those like surprise vegan items where people are like, "Wait, that's vegan?" Yeah, there's no, there's no dairy in it. Oh my god! I had you just I I took the blue pill of the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I had no I idea. Some Oreos now because they're vegan. Yeah, I mean you can be you know you can. It doesn't matter what your what your diet is. You can be healthy or unhealthy. You can be an unhealthy vegan because yeah. you can have beer and French fries and Oreos like that. Yeah. That's your diet, and you're vegan. Like you're not necessarily healthy, yeah. so you know, just depends. Well, I, don't, I but... just try to eat as many plants as possible. That's like my yeah. thing. It's just like I'm like I eat as many you know fruits and vegetables, and like I basically stay in the produce aisle of a grocery section, like and not go like toward the processed foods. Yeah. Unless I'm feeling really junky, and then I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm yeah you see that's the thing though like even for you um being a vegan and doing yoga um do you consider yourself a very disciplined person as well (laughs) (laughs) you laugh (laughs) i i would love to say yes but uh i don't think so i have periods of time where that is very true but then i have periods of time where i'm just not focused on it and i'm just doing other things so yes and no <laughs> oh man I, i'm trying to think um, is there a thing like you said on um, vegan drink beer is there a thing like or called organic beer do they have an organic beer i believe or i'm sure there i'm sure there are organic beers i'm not yeah. sure i'm not entirely certain what makes them organic but I, yeah that's I, what i'm about I to say you're like what? i think there's i think there's an organic version of everything yeah, well, yeah, that's Except true. Except for, like, maybe Cheetos. <laughs> and, you know, everything organic is usually more expensive. Organic bananas. Or organic yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, are, are you a, a advocate for Trader Joe's? Because they have a lot of good stuff there, too. I love Trader Joe's, yeah. Yes, that's, that's an yeah. awesome place where you can definitely get it's, a yeah. lot of good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love Trader Joe's, but I love that they have, like, they're basically like a single person stream. They have like the single serving like frozen dishes that yes. are like all veggie or all you know all dairy free, and you're like, oh, I can just like pop this in the oven, and it's like, there's my dinner. Yes. Oh my god, I love Trader Joe's. Yeah, I love, I love like the, the 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 um the chai tea powder. It's really really oh, good. Oh yeah, yeah, the chai tea is really good. Yeah. Oh my god, so awesome. Um, Reagan, so like. Um, we, like, we haven't talked in a while and there's a lot of changes, a lot of great changes in your life. Um, do you feel like from the past two years, um, I know you evolved career wise, but as a, as, as yourself in your personal life, you felt like you evolved as well as a person? I hope so. Um, yes, I feel like I did. I feel like in general, humans are kind of always evolving. You're ever evolving, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I do think that, like in these past two years, I, I went back to school, which was really interesting. As you know, as an older adult going back to school, and uh, you know, God, what a humbling experience that is. <laughs> I, went, I went back for you know a performance degree, so I was like, well, I've been doing this forever. I've never gotten the degree. I'd really like to have it. Um, and there were so many challenges that I faced, like just like financial, logistical. Um, internal and uh, you go through each one and you're just like oh man you know what this was I think when I was younger all of those things prevented me from doing it because I was just so intimidated by the process of it so now going back as an older adult it's you accept that like those challenges are just part of the process and like when you hit a hurdle it doesn't mean to like you know lay down and die about it you have to just figure it out or say like okay this is not this thing isn't going to happen right this second. So I'm just going to take this time and relax and reassess and like come back to it. 
um, I think my attitude about that is a lot healthier. I think my, I think my attitude in general is a lot healthier, you know, um, School was just, you know, it's, I mean, it's such an invaluable experience. Yeah. Do you feel I uh, learned so much, and I grew, I grew as a performer because you have to, you know, you're performing in front of people that are, like, so much younger than you who don't have yeah. as much life experience as you, and they're, like, and they're watching you perform, and they're, you know, they're critiquing, and you're constantly reevaluating, and it's, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's humbling, it's, but it's in a good way, in a, in a really good way. You know, you get better because of those things. What's well, like the youngest person in your classroom, like their early twenties or whatnot? Like they're oh, so. Oh no! I like no. I think one of the. I think one of the youngest was like seventeen. Get out! Oh my god! No, no. You know, some people. I mean, they just came right out of high school, and you're like, oh man, I'm performing in front of these people, and it's it's funny because it's almost more intimidating than going in front of a, like a live performance in front of like an adult audience, which I've done so many times. But you're in a very intimate setting. You're there, like, to be critiqued, and you're being critiqued by these people who are, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's really interesting. <laughs> you're there, people, that like, you took you took pills bigger than these people, and you're like, oh, my God, these kids are so small, and they're... they're I know. You know, everybody looks like a, like a mini Doogie Hauser or something. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. And also, like, at the same time, like, some of them just impress me so much with, like, their yeah. focus and their clarity and their, you know their goals or their talent it's really it's really cool you know to see like people i'm like oh man like if i i would have liked to have been that way at 18 i was so unfocused when i was 18 so like I, you know seeing seeing people that are is i appreciate it yeah right. you know i'm just like oh man like you're gonna do so well for yourself There's, that's um maybe that's the parent in me <laughs> but like yeah. you know it's, it's cool to see it feels very feels very nice to watch other people uh, succeeding or like having their their goals or their dreams fulfilled. That feels that feels very validating for me. I really like that. Yeah, I like to watch that. You know. Yeah, and and you know, and, and it's always good because as as humans, as individuals, no matter how old we are, we are in our thirties, we're in our forties, we're in our fifties. We're always learning. You know, we're always learning. Yes. You know. Yeah, you should never stop learning. Hopefully, you know. There's you know, there's people like this is just me, and they're like so stubborn about yeah. it. You're like okay, like, but there's yeah. you know. I acknowledge that there is consistently room for growth with me. You know, I would like to continue growing. I like to, I would like to think that I'm always trying to be, you know, a better version of myself. Yeah. Are you happier now than you was before? Are you much happier, you think? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think so. I definitely put in the work to be happier. You know, I've, I mean, I've struggled with mental health issues, not yeah. like too dark or anything like that, but, you know, kind of, on and off my whole life, I've struggled with depression, anxiety, and things like that. And um, I definitely put in the work to be happier, you know? Yeah. Exercise, diet, therapy, you know, I, I really I really put in the work. So um, yeah. I, I do see changes, and I'm a lot happier because, because of those things. You know, yeah. I don't think I'd be happy had I not put that work in over the last, like, five years. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that judge therapy as, oh, you don't need therapy. You just heal yourself or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Are you an well, I think that's great for people that yeah. can do that. I, yeah. I certainly was not one of those people. Therapy was such a great guidance for me, especially oh, yeah. because I had a therapist who uh, I absolutely adored. Yeah. You know, and she put things in, and because I'm a very self reflective person, I'm, I'm fairly intuitive and fairly intelligent, and I can assess things on my own, and I can probably get to other places, from, like emotionally, from a bad place myself but it's nice to have an outside objective opinion and one of the things that about therapy that was so nice for me was uh, because I trust my therapist a ton mm -hmm. 
and I trusted her perspective, but she would put things to me in a way that I literally never thought of before. And that can be very eye opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're like, Oh man, this, this thing I've been thinking about for years, um, that's been bothering me. And she'd say like one sentence and it's all of a sudden it's like this, like, you know, this it- weight has been lifted. Like the, you know what I mean? Like the veil's been yeah. uncovered. Like you're like, Oh my God, I never thought of it like that yeah. before. And it just, it helps you to have like a healthier perspective moving forward about things, you know? Yeah. So it's basically like she's solving your own puzzle that you couldn't solve yourself. So like she solved the puzzle for you. You're like, Oh my God, I didn't see it this way. You know, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It's nice to have that. It's nice to have that view outside of yourself sometimes because you don't always, you don't always get there from where you are, especially if you're in a bad place emotionally, you're not going to necessarily be thinking like healthily about something. You're going to be stuck and you're not going to be feeling good. And then, you know, somebody comes along and says something and it just kind of like lifts you out of that, that space. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I think everybody, like, even if, even if you don't struggle with, you know, like mental health or whatever, I think therapy is such an amazing thing. Yeah, it is. You know, a lot of people. Yeah, you know, a lot of people just look at it down, like, oh my god, that person's crazy because they're seeing a therapist, or, or you know, you can you can handle it yourself, like the old school, because you know, I'm I'm Puerto Rican, so that old school Latin thing is like, ah, oh, just 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 don't worry about it, just just put it put it in the back of your mind, you'll get over it. But then it's like, yeah. you know, it, it stems with you. It's it, it, it's a trauma, whatever you you went through, and it. It, it, it haunts you when you're older because then when you're older you realize oh my god this happened to me or I'm thinking about this or I'm the way I'm the way I am because of this situation that I grew up with or uh, had a traumatic relationship and you know you bring the trauma with you to the new relationship so it's like yeah and you, you know, do if you, if you don't heal that, yeah. that stuff and like and shoving it down and like uh, and manning up about it which is like a lot of people's um, go to resolution for those sorts of things like man up pull yourself up <laughs> yep. and bootstraps. Like, yep. yeah, you know and i think it's it's like that especially with men and especially with like people of color it's yeah. like you're kind of like not allowed to have feelings yes that's yes my like personal experience mm-hmm. uh that's true you know so it's it's weird there's like a there's like this huge taboo around it like you don't you don't admit you have problems and it's like therapy isn't about like admitting you have problems it's just about helping you deal with problems in a healthy way yeah. so yeah you can't move you can't move on from those old traumas unless you process them and you are going to carry that stuff over and over into whatever situation or whatever relationship because you haven't you haven't done the work to heal it and uh, there's yeah i don't think there's anything more important than healing work yeah i know healing takes a lot of time for people and <laughs> and some people honestly some people never get healed they just deal with it you know honestly you know yeah no I've seen that yeah I've seen that happen you know where they just don't don't deal it's like well okay I mean that's their it's everybody everybody's got their choice on how they want to live yeah and the thing is well you could be you could be so much happier you could be living so much healthier if you just like chose to I know. Heal a little bit. I know. And the thing is, for some people, therapy is not free. They see like, oh, dollar signs. I don't have the insurance. I that won't cover it. That's Ooh, true. You know? and, that's, and that's such a big hurdle. One of the things that I think is very frustrating for people um, in therapy is that the cost of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're when you're in a bad mental place, and you have, and you're like, oh, okay, I want this. And I've, seen, I've seen many friends go through this. I've gone through this myself. When you're you're depressed or you're struggling with something. And you maybe want some of that relief or you want to go to therapy, you have you have hurdles because it's very hard to find like low cost or free therapy. It's a, you know, it's it's a lot of work to get past like the financial hurdles of it. But and you don't and you don't want to 
deal with like those logistical things when you're depressed. It's a lot harder. And you know what I mean? You don't have you don't have motivation when you're depressed to deal with obstacles. So I think that's a lot it's part of the reason why like a lot of people don't get help is because they just see it as this overwhelming and daunting thing that they just like are they just are never gonna be able to afford. But you know, there are alternatives and if you do put in the work, like you just unfortunately it is one of the situations where you just have to accept that oh, it's gonna be hard getting here. Because I mean I did I, I like I think I I struggled for like about a year to like go into therapy because I was just like, I didn't know how, I didn't know where to start. You know, I just, but I was out, I was like, I was in a really bad place. So it was very difficult to get the ball rolling. But once I started, I was like, how could I have ever not done this? Wow. Wow. And, and um, um, I, I, I noticed, I, I guess it's, it's helped you a lot, right? It's really helped you a lot. Open your. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, and yeah, I know how much it's helped me, and I'm, that's why I say like I'm such a huge advocate for it for everybody. Yeah, you know, like everybody wants to change the world, but nobody wants to change the toilet paper. You got to be the change. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, you got to get the Charmin bears in there. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm a Scott kind of guy, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Like the, wait, am, wait, am, I to, am I allowed to say that that's a brand name? Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You can say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want anybody coming up after me. No, no. no. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm winding down, Reagan. Um. Do you, um, what, what, what you got going on this year, if anything, I know the, the motivation you can't really talk about, but do you have anything else coming up? Yes, I actually have quite a few things coming up. It's really exciting. Um, well, yeah, motivation, um, we're in filming, they're, st they're still in the middle of filming. I think they have like seven more days left on that shoot. So that'll be coming out sometime soon. Um, I'm working on a music video next week. I've got several photo shoots. I have a book of poetry being released in the spring. I've got some screenplays um, coming through the pipeline, which is really cool. I've got about five screenplays that I've been sitting on for several years. Wow. Uh, and that uh, those are going to finally see the light of day this year, which is very exciting. Uh, first, uh, my, my biggest project right now is a screenplay that I wrote and that I'll be producing um, can't talk too much about that just because it's still at the very, very early stage. Everything's so secretive. It's, it's hard to know. Yeah, I know, I know. say. Yeah. Um, just because there's so many, like, non-disclosure agreements and things like that, and you don't want, like, things to get to get out because it's just the, the shakiness of the industry, you know? Like, you, don't, you never know what's going to happen with something. So, like, on one hand, you want to just err on the side of caution because... You're like, well, I don't know how much this project is going to change or if it's going to, like, fall through. Because, you know, I've seen, I've seen stuff that's been in production for a year and then just, like, completely fall apart. So, like, you know kind of the perils of it. So you're like, okay, I'm just going to, like, air with caution. and um, You know, but, yes. So, like, uh, what I can say is that it's an action comedy. Mm, okay. Um, I wrote it. It's one of my favorite things I've ever written. And um, I, will be, I will be helping produce it. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really, really excited about it. It's basically about uh, a young woman who is a very terrible scam artist. Ooh. And it's an action comedy with a female lead, which is like, just kind of never been done before. So it's very, very exciting to me. It's very personal to me. So I'm, 
I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm thrilled about moving it forward. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, I, I, um, I just wanted your opinion on this. Like everything with the Me Too movement and women empowerment, how do you feel um, women now has changed from women back then? Like, you know, of all the Harvey Weinsteins, the Bill Cosbys and whatnot, do you feel yeah. it's gotten better or like it's more aware now than it was before? Uh, I think yes and no. I uh, I appreciate the Me Too movement. I think it's I think it's good. I think that I think that these like horrible people in power that are getting retribution for these awful actions, I think that's a really good thing. Um but I do think that yeah, I, I think that that sort of behavior is very insidious within the industry. So mm-hmm. I don't think that I think it's going to take a lot of time mm-hmm. to get like the snakes out. Like obviously you've got the high profile cases that are just already like out there in the public, like Harvey Weinstein and um, Bill Cosby and stuff like that. But there's more, and there's yeah. a lot more, and there's a, there's more that people aren't talking about because it, there still is that fear of like oh if I say something I'm gonna lose my job or like I'm struggling and if I like if I call out this person you know um, I'll be in a very vulnerable position in my career I could potentially lose my career so I don't think that you know what I mean it's not it's a good movement in mm-hmm. a lot of ways but there's still so much work to do there's yeah. still a lot more because there's uh, not every, you know, not everybody is is as big of a like high profile like harasser as some of those other guys, and yeah. it can it can be hard. I do think the union is very good about um, about harassment and stuff like that. But when you're you know you're not in the union or you're just starting out, there's it can be really hard. I think um, my biggest thing is like I always encourage people who are just starting out, whether they're a guy or a girl, because I've seen I've seen everybody. Not I mean not not everybody, but like I've seen both men and women get taken advantage of or get scammed. I've, I've seen it kind of over and over again. So like my thing is just to, uh, just be very cautious, like know who you're working for, do some research, um, you know, just, just be super, super cautious. And like, if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. Yeah. So like, I, you know, especially young women, you know, I, and I, I've been in situations myself, like, thank, thank God, like nothing, like not, like not inside the industry for me has oh, anything wow. horrible happened, but I've always been, I've always been on my guard. You know, I mm-hmm. came into the industry very young and yeah. very inexperienced mm-hmm. and I was lucky enough to like not get scammed or not get, you know, harassed or assaulted or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I definitely had been in situations where, um, you know, there were men who were in more powerful positions than me. There were there were men in power to um, hire me, where you can see that if there were an opportunity, they would have taken advantage of it. Um, yeah. I was I was at least you know wise enough to to kind of be like, oh, this doesn't feel right. I'm not comfortable with this, and just like back out of the situation. Um, I so like I definitely see how it can happen kind of over and over again and these people are like significantly less powerful than somebody like Weinstein you know so you're just yeah. like oh man this can really this can really happen that's why I said it's very insidious and um, I think you should just be really cautious yeah yeah you're right about that it's just especially yeah especially when you're young and you're you know you're just start you're just starting out because you don't know who you're involved with and um, I was reading something the other day from like an agent or something where they said like, like a young actor had asked for advice, like moving out to LA, like, well, what should I do? And one of the, the agents that like responded to this question, they said, don't trust anybody 
in the industry until you've known them for a year. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting because everybody like wants to do something. Everybody's saying they're doing something. And it's like, okay, you do really have to get to know somebody first before you like decide like I'm going to work with this person or I'm going to take what they say as just like the utter and total truth. You just have to be really cautious. It's a, it's a, it's a tough industry. Yeah. And and um, it doesn't matter any age, right? Because this could happen later on, you know, 40s or 50s. Yeah, that's or true. It yeah, could right. happen to anybody. I think, I just think the, the younger, newer people are a lot more vulnerable because yeah. they don't have the experience or the frame of reference to deal with something like that when, when it happens. Yeah. You know, like when somebody inviting you to, like, to their hotel room, like, you know, you can't, like, you can't just be like, okay, like, I'm going to go to this person's hotel. Like, you probably shouldn't do that you just have to like use your better judgment i mean i've had meetings in like hotel lobbies and stuff like that that like um which is i mean that's that's somewhat fairly normal you do like meet and greets you know with like a producer or something but like if they're professional they're gonna do it where you feel comfortable it's gonna be open it's gonna be out in the public you know there's not gonna be anything like if something gives you a hinky feeling then you gotta, yeah. then you gotta run with that yeah, no matter no matter what is at risk if it's a job at risk like you know it's, it's better it's better than giving up, you know, um, your safety. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, a few more questions for you. Um, what's the toughest part about being a parent? Mm. Gosh. Um, wow. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a question. Um, gosh, what is the toughest part about being a parent? I don't know. Well, I love being a parent. Um, there's a lot of it that I love. I think... I think the hardest part for me has mm. been so far is watching my son hurt when I can't do anything about it. Because mm. as a mother or parent or guardian or whatever, you feel like you've got to fix things. Yeah. You're the caretaker. You know, you, you want to heal them. You want to help them heal themselves, um, no matter what it is, emotional, physical, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then as they get older and life progresses, there are things that hurt their heart that you just can't do anything about. I think that's the hardest thing. Like we just, um, our family dog, Isabel, passed away last summer in August. Oh, uh, I heard it. I had her for 13 years. Yeah. Uh, she was 13 years old. And um, my son, you know, that was his first pal, his best friend. They slept together every night. Um, and she passed away in August. So what? And. You know, watching him go through that and hurt through that, knowing there's literally nothing I can do, but yeah. just like watch him hurt. Um, and just, you know, be like, I mean, there's things you can do. You can, you can be there. You can show up for them and, and hold space for them while they're grieving. Yeah. Um, but that, that to me really was, I think, the, one of the hardest things I've dealt with as a parent was just to watch him hurt and, and know that there was not mm-hmm. anything I could do about it. Um, just be like, yeah. And, and, and also, I was hurting too. Yeah. So that was, that was like another layer on top of it was like, well, I'm really hurting and I'm really heartbroken. <laughs> but then you watch your kid and you're like, oh, they're heartbroken too. So like, you've got to put aside your own feelings and you're like, okay, well, I'll deal with this later. I'll deal with my own feelings later. Yeah. I'm going to deal with, with theirs right now. Yeah. So that, and that's hard when you're feeling very heartbroken. Yeah. That's over like, something. That's so like that, the, was, that was tough. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know that it's, I know that the problems are going to get more complex. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I guess that's probably the toughest thing. Other than that, I, I mean, absolutely adore being a parent. Yeah. 
I know. I think that's the toughest part because you know my cat passed away recently, and well, my daughter didn't oh, really. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's, it's okay. You know, I, I I know what happens, but like me and my it's wife so were. Tough. Yeah, because me and my wife were broke, both heartbroken because the cat. You know, at, at at the time we didn't think she could get pregnant, and the cat was pretty much our baby before our daughter came to be. So it was just like yes. you know we were like pet parents, you know, and then you know, <laughs> and it and like dealing with that like. It's still traumatic. Like I'll still think about it every now and then, but it's yeah, you know it, it's 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 trauma. It's 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 you know, and it, it's mm-hmm. you know you do get over it, but you you know you never forget. And you know, like certain smells remind you. You're like, oh my god, this is the bed. It smells like her, and it's just like you know, it's like yeah. we we all deal with it in a certain way. So I'm sure is this the first time your son has dealt with death like that? Um. It's not the first time he's dealt with it. We had, you know, a couple, like, extended relatives pass away. We actually had, um, and then, um, oh, okay. actually right, um, a couple months after our dog passed away, um, a young family member committed suicide. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it was, which was, I mean, this, uh, horribly, horribly tragic. Um, that's another part of parenting that I think is very hard, yeah. is trying, when you have to tell your child something, um, about the world around them that is just that is just awful like there's no <laughs> there's no like two ways about it it's just horrible and tragic and you're like how do i explain this to them in a way that they can understand and you know what i mean like how you know that in a situation like that it's really really hard to um to make anything better it's just like you know just like sort of like the why of it because you can't really grapple with the why yourself so trying to explain like big life problems and trying to explain something um, like suicide, you know, to a, to a young child. It's very, it's very, very hard. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm saying that's, you know, the thing is like kids are, you know, like we try to shelter them as much as parents. We try to shelter them from like as much as we can, but when something hits close to home is like, you can't hide that. And it's just like, they learn how to adapt. And then, you know, you can explain it as much as you can explain it to a child with the mind capacity to, to so you can comprehend at that age. But, you know, it, it, every, per, every every individual is different. So he'll probably deal with it in his own way. You know, he'll find a way yes. to deal with it. Wow. That's, that's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah, it is tough. And it's, you know, it's, and you want to help, you want to help them like process and deal with it healthily. It's yeah, it's definitely. Cause you're like, well, this kind of, you know, dealing with those things sets the tone for like how they deal with other things yeah. and how they cope and how they cope in life. It's like, you know, no pressure. Yeah. You know, in a way, yeah, in a way it's like they develop a coping mechanism as well too, you know, especially dealing with death and, you know, it doesn't matter if it's an animal or a human, death is death and love is love. So yes, it's, yes, yeah. And we dealt, I think, yeah, I think we dealt with, with a lot of that in the last like year or two or so, uh, yeah. you know. Oh, well, wow. So it, it's, it's, it's been a rough year then. It's been a rough year for you then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yes and, yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no. It's, yeah. you know, I, there's ups and downs. It's life, you know? Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. I try to not think of it in terms of like, oh, this is a bad year. And it's like, no, good and bad things happen. Yeah. You know, and that's just, that's just life. That's just part of life. Yeah. It's, like, you know, you, you accentuate the positives and hide the negatives basically, you know, but not, I don't mean hide it where you don't want to deal with it. It's like, you know, you don't dwell on the negatives, but you just focus on the positives, uh, all the good things that are happening yeah. in your life. 
yeah, no, you do. You do have to focus on the positives, and you do have to hold on to those positives when the negative ones roll around, and like deal with the negatives as they come. But don't let the negatives like overshadow the positives. That's why it's like you just have to be. I feel like you have to be kind of neutral about it. Be like, um, you know, like I said, it's it's life. You have to accept that in life. Like, there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. There's going to be ups and downs. Like, it's very much just how life is. You have to roll with the punches. Yeah. And learning how, yeah, learning how to roll with the punches is part partly not getting super excited over the positives and not getting super low over the negatives. You just have to be like, all right, well, I'm gonna watch. I'm just gonna you're like kind of like a bystander. You've got to watch as things as things roll by. Yeah. Oh, and Reagan, I know we went a little bit over, but my final <laughs> my final question for you, I'm sorry, is um, what was the the Reagan of today tell the Reagan of yesterday? Oh gosh, well, like like uh, like how far back are we gonna go? I guess from the last time from the last time we talked two years ago. <sighs> um. Hmm. Oh gosh, that's a really good question. I think. Uh, it's probably going to sound cliche, but I, I would just say that, uh, you know, focus on, on the work you're passionate about. Don't take no for an answer. Roll with the punches. Don't get discouraged. And uh, it, it does get better. Yeah, it does. It gets better. You put in, you put in the work, it gets better. Mm-hmm. And it's always an evolution, you know. It's always, you know, yes. always evolving. Yes, ever, evo- ever evolving. Yes, hopefully. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, Regan. Also, um, definitely, um, plug your social media. Plug. Oh, we can't. Oh, well, sure. yeah. You, I know you can't say certain things because there's still process of coming out. But um, plug away. Okay. Yeah. No. And if you follow me on social media, you'll you'll see things as as they start to come out. They can talk more about them um you can find me everywhere under reagan tally on my facebook page my instagram um my mdb my website it's all under reagan tally um it's just you know my name it's very straightforward so you can find me on all those things yeah Um, oh i do have i do have a tiktok that i like barely ever use but that thing's really fun it's like the little lip sync app yeah i've seen Um, that is that really good i see like people have the spider-man stuff and all that oh sorry no, I said I've seen people use that before. Is it good? It's. I mean, it's just very silly. And I'm like, <laughs> if, I'm in, if I'm in a really silly mood or I need like a break from like working on lines or you know <laughs> writing or something, I could get on there and I just kind of like you know do a silly little video. It's 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 fun. It's just fun. I don't know that it's all that productive, but sometimes it's nice to have a break. I'm, I'm on there under a ray of sun. So and it's R E Y like my nickname Ray. Uh, yeah, I, just, I have fun on there. Uh, so, like, you, can, you can follow me on there. It's not something I check a whole lot. I do have Snapchat, too, which I almost never check. But, like, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, um, my, my website. My website gets updated pretty regularly as far as, like, what I'm doing um, yeah. professionally. So, yeah. like, those are all the places you can find me. And what about your poetry book? When is that going to be out? Well, I don't have a release date yet, but that, okay. all that stuff will be posted, um, like, as it comes out. Oh. Um, uh, I think they're shooting for the spring, so I, I'm guessing sometime pretty soon in the next couple months. Oh wow! Okay, ooh, great. Yeah, fingers crossed. You know, you never know. Oh, I definitely want to get my hands on that. Let me know when it's definitely yes, out. We'll love yes. to read. Get the insight of Reagan. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. It's called um, it's called poems from a depressed and in love teenager. So wow, um, I'm, re- <laughs> I'm really excited. About it, which is which is basically like the epitome of of what all that poetry is about. It was very, very much my teenage years and 
um, you know, just like the teenage angst of like being in love with my first boyfriend, you know, and then like the ultimate fallout, of course, all those things and just, and struggling with depression and like mental illness. Yeah. So a lot of that is really prevalent in it. Um, it's not like I, you know, I try to keep it vague, but I think, you know, some of it's pretty relatable. Yeah. Well, Reagan, um, it's been a pleasure talking with you again and, I'm so happy for the success you got going on in your life now. And, you know, as Luke Cage says, always forward. You know, never look back. So. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ibrahim. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate you having me on. No, it's always a pleasure talking to you, too. And best wishes Thank for you. you. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.